I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. How did you get involved with the price of immortality? So my first book was about um, the privatization of the space sector. Um, and I talked to a lot of people that are, um, enthusiasts of space and, and a lot of people obviously want to take that to the furthest possible um, destination which is you know living on other planets and going out into the solar system um, and a big problem with that obviously is that it takes a long time to get anywhere in space so you have to solve the issue where you don't want to die along the way because it's going to take hundreds of years to get somewhere so a lot of people in, in that space were talking about um, life extension and, and um, stasis and going into stasis and, and living for longer. Um, so I spoke to a few people and then um, I, I gradually got more and more interested in this. Uh, and eventually, after I, after I finished the first book, I decided this was a good topic for my second book. I was really interested in it. So I ended up going down to, to Florida to, to the Church of Perpetual Life to, to find out more. Living a long life, I think, is great as long as it's a very fruitful life and you can, you know, still function and things like that. I don't think I'd like to live to 150 if I couldn't be as active as I am right now. What do you think of that? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, there's, it's clear that, that we don't just want to have longer lives. You want to have good quality of life. Um, so there's two sort of really schools of thought. There's, there's some people that want to have uh, a longer lifespan. Um, which just means more years, no matter what. Um, and there's other people that, that are more interested in, in health span, which means having more healthy years here on Earth. So maybe you'd die at the same time, but you'd be healthy right up into the point of your death. And, so, and, um, and, and we're talking accident-free, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. So there's nothing, um, aside from, from maybe cryonics, there's nothing that's really in place that could could stop you from dying um if you were hit by a car or something like that obviously um 
you do still need to look both ways when you cross the street. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or make sure you don't get uh, attacked by some thug or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Realistically, how long do you think a human being can last? A lot of biologists that, that I've talked to for the book um, say that there is an upper limit, that once we get to around 115, 120, that will be the point where the human body will find some way of, of shutting, shutting down. Um, so that's one school of thought. Um, obviously, a lot of the people that I spoke to, the immortalists, they believe that, that we're going to break through that barrier. And once we do break through that 120, 150 barrier, um, it, it's really limitless at that point. We'll just keep inventing new technologies which will keep us alive for longer. And we'll reach the point where we can just decide uh, when we want to die. So it's um, it depends on who you talk to. I I personally, um, there's, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that at 120, the, our bodies are just sort of programmed to, to die at some point. That's the sort of, that's the nature of how we've evolved, that we have to die. And that's supposedly good for the community which we live in, is that at some point we, we die. Um, so it would take a lot of reprogramming and a lot of technology and lots of medical science to to um, stop that. Peter, medically, uh, medically and biblically speaking, Methuselah lived to 969 years. What the heck was that all about? Uh, yeah, um, I mean, there's lots of stories of, of people living for a very long time um, in our history. Um, obviously, there's, there's a few of them in the Bible, mentioned in the Bible, and others of old texts. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to sort of verify. It's hard to, to make, to, to ensure that that actually happened. And um, also, it's so long ago, if it did happen, then there's, there's, there's no, there's nothing we can really take from it. There's no bodies that we can study. There's nothing um, in terms of the biology which we could take from that and say, okay, we need to apply this to ourselves. Is there a way that they were living that made them live longer? Is it, was it something genetically? Um, I think for anyone to live that long, certainly you'd have to be genetically different to humans as they are today. Do you think that was realistic or did they fudge with these numbers? I mean, 969, I mean, what, what were they counting it in months or what? Yeah, I mean, with these things, a lot of it comes down to translation, doesn't it? With these old texts, um, it's really easy for something to get lost in translation with these old languages that um, and dialects. I think so, I think some people would say that that is is what explains those those numbers. Is that yeah they they are slightly off because the translation is wrong. How many cryogenic companies are out there? I know of Alcor. Uh, there's there's that's one right. Yeah, Alcor is the biggest one. Alcor's the, the the most well established and and the uh, the ones probably with the the, the best technology. Um, so there's quite a few small ones around. Um, there's there's other the, the other big one in in America is the Cryonics Institute, um, and then there's there's one in uh, Russia. I think there's one in Australia, um, and there may be some in in China. I think someone was trying to set one up in China. Um, but they're very few and far between, and there's actually not that many people that uh, have used cryonics. Um, the numbers are still pretty low, but Alcor is certainly the one that everyone thinks of, and they have the most sort of sophisticated um, technology. And you see that their sort of uh, headquarters in Arizona is is pretty 
squeaky clean looking and it's um they're really the 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 poster boy for cryonics peter kind of explain what cryonics are to people who might not know what it is yeah so cryonics is the theory that if you can freeze someone uh not long after they died uh you have a quite a short window but if you can freeze someone essentially bring their body down to uh, a, a very low temperature um and it also involves putting sort of biological antifreeze into the blood as well to make sure the body isn't damaged while you bring it down to that low temperature. Um, if you can do that, then Chronix, um theorizes that in the future, we will be able to reanimate you once. So the idea is if you, if you die of cancer, um, you can be frozen at the point when, you, when you're dead, and then you'll be reanimated at a point in the future when we can cure that cancer. Um, so it, it relies on two... It relies on a lot of technology to be invented in the future. We, we sort of know the preservation technique, and, but there's debate whether that works or not. Um, but what we're relying on is, is scientists in the future to figure out how to reanimate someone who has been frozen. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Can your savings weather an economic storm? Think about what you've put away for the future. Inflation can render cash worthless. Real estate can crash like in 2008. Economies built on a mountain of debt can fall like a house of cards. And there are very few physical assets you can invest in that can stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. It's why people are flocking to it now and why Birch Gold is busier than ever. Through a little-known tax loophole... Birch Gold can let you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. And the best part, it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket to make that change. To learn more, text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Let me ask you this again. Can your IRA or 401k weather an economic storm? If not, call the people I trust, Birch Gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, with Peter Ward, his latest work is called The Price of Immortality, The Race to Live Forever. Peter, would you like to live until you're 150, 200 years old? Um, I, think, I think it goes back to what you said um, previously, if I was healthy and I could have all my loved ones around me and I, it, it wouldn't be a sort of, uh, a sort of desperate existence where I'd seen people die and I was, um, you know, just kind of hanging on. Um, sure. I, I'd like a little bit more time. I'm, I, I'm sure as I get older and, and, and nearer the point where in, in my eighties, nineties, I would, I would be even more keen 
to live a bit a little bit longer. So I think, um, yeah, I, I think everyone's sort of kidding themselves if they outright say no. I would definitely not want that um, because I think when you're sort of staring death in the face, I think we we'll, we we'll all want a little bit more time. Um, but it has to be the right conditions. You don't want to be, you know, a, a brain in a jar um, or or in a position where you really can't enjoy life. And also, I think a big part for me would be having my my loved ones, my family mm. and everything. I wouldn't want to live forever and watch everyone else die. I think that would be... Oh, that would be horrible. Horrible for a parent. One of the worst things they have to go through. And uh, I feel so yeah. sorry for them that have done that. But, uh, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, you imagine me as a 150-year-old talk show host? Yeah, no, I think you'd be great. Just keep on going. Um no, absolutely. That's one of the benefits. We can we can have uh, great shows like yours going on forever. By that time, we'd have technology where I could just beam right to your brain. Yeah, yeah. Or something I mean, like that. <laughs> probably. It's an interesting thought experiment. Once you, realize, once you think of, you know, living longer, then you're, you're basically going to see the future. Um, so there's untold number of technologies that we can, um, we can imagine that would come up. How did the cryogenics get invented um so it, it comes from um basically cryobiology the sort of study of of um things at, at very low temperatures um and actually the first person to be cryogenically frozen was uh 1967 a man called um james bedford uh and he was um frozen by a guy who's actually a tv repairman bob nelson um, so th there was an, initially a book um, called uh, The Prospects of Immortality and, and, and Bob Nelson was really inspired by this book um, but he w didn't just want to talk about chronics which is what everyone was doing at the time he actually wanted to do it so when um, James Bedford's son called him and said my father is dying he's interested in this concept and he wants to basically donate his body to, to science he wants you to give it a go um, Bob Nelson jumped at this chance um, and he and he froze Bedford. It was it was apparently a, a quite rudimentary procedure. It was obviously the first one, um, and so James Bedford is still frozen today, um, and he's at Alcor. Um, so he was the first one. Now, who pays for that? Um, so you can there's there's two ways you can pay for it. You can either pay a lump sum while you're alive. Um, it's quite expensive if you go through to Alcor. Um, and you can either pay to have your full body frozen or you can just have your head frozen. And obviously it's cheaper if you just have your head frozen. Which is what Ted um, Ted Williams, the baseball great, they had that done to him, yeah. his head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was just a, it's called a neuropreservation. So he was a, a neuropreservation patient. Um, so you, the alternative to paying up front is that you can take out a life insurance policy. And that... Um, Essentially, it works like any other life insurance policy. You, you pay into it, and then when you die, instead of the money going to your relatives, the money goes to the cryonics company and pays for your sort of eternal upkeep. And, of course, if there's no payment, what do they do? Defrost you or what? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a strange sort of ethical question. If the, if the, the money's not there, what, what do you do? Um, unfortunately, with Bob Nelson, the guy who froze the first people, uh, for the first person, he he went on to freeze a lot more people. Um, and, and with when you freeze someone, you have to keep topping the the um, cylinder up with liquid nitrogen. Um, if you can't do that, then the body will will um, 
basically defrost. Um, so unfortunately, Bob Nelson ran out of money, um, and he had all these bodies in a crypt in uh, in California, in a place called Chatsworth. Um, and when he ran out of money, he had no other choice. He sort of got himself in such a problem where he couldn't he couldn't tell anyone what was going on. Um, and, and he had to just let them defrost, and they sort of decomposed in this crypt. Oh, um, and it, was, it was a, an absolute disaster, and, and the biggest sort of PR disaster for, for cryonics, um, one of its first I, I ones. What's the temperature of freezing a body? Um, so you, you have to get it down really, really low, but you have to do it very gradually. Um, that's the key. Uh, so it's sort of liquid nitrogen temperatures, but you you need to get it down really slowly because if you obviously just froze someone then, then the body would basically shatter the cells um wouldn't wouldn't be able to withstand it so the key is doing it slow slowly but also getting it done fast enough that death has only just occurred so it's a really it's actually a really tricky process um and the problem is there's not there's not an established way to to really analyze how well it's been done um because we've never tried reanimating anyone and we don't really know how to do that has anybody ever been frozen while they were still alive? They were just on the verge of dying, and so they just decided, let's just freeze the person? Uh, there, there's been cases. There was a case in um, in California in the early days of Alcor um, where there was a, a woman who was dying. She was Her name was Dora Kent, and her son was a big, big name in chronics. And uh, so he decided he'd take her into the alcohol facility before she died. Um, so she would die there um, and then immediately be, be frozen. Um, but that caused a lot of controversy because um, they they basically, um, it came down to they didn't have a physician present for when she died to declare her legally dead. Um, the coroner's office got wind of this and then they accused alcohol of freezing her, of, of basically cutting off her head and freezing her before she died. Um, so they got Jeez. accused of murder. Um, and, and that was another strange chapter in Carnix because um, it ended with the, the, the police raiding the facility looking for the, this frozen head of Dora Kent. And the Alcor um, staff had already taken it away. They went and they hid it because they knew the police were coming. So this desperate search for this frozen head and, and uh, Alcor believed um, and all kinds of people will, will tell you that if you're if you have a post mortem carried out on you, there's no chance of being reanimated at all. So for them, it was really life or death. They didn't want to allow the coroner's office to to do this post mortem, so they hid the head. So this police team comes in looking for them. Um, they don't have the head. They got all arrested. Uh, this is in the late 80s, early 90s uh, in in LA, and um, it, it basically came down to one of the one of them managed to hire a constitutional lawyer um, and they managed to successfully argue that you can do whatever you want with your, your body as, as long as it's within sort of um, hygiene and, and health rules after you die. Um, and it was essentially her constitutional right to have a, to have herself um, frozen and that if they took the head and they did a post-mortem on it, they'd be violating that right. So that was one of the big victories Jeez. for cryonics and alcohol. And one of the one of the reasons of freezing the head is you hope to clone the body one day and then download the memory from the brain, right? Yeah, there's all sorts you can do with it. So there's obviously you could create some kind of robot body. Um, you could just put the head onto a, another body. You could you could clone the the old body. 
Um, the argument for just having your head frozen is that, especially if you're old, you probably don't want the same body. You don't want an 80-year-old body in the future. Um, With an 80-year-old head. Yeah, 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 ideally you want like an 21-year-old <laughs> body, right? Um, or at least a, a, an 80-year-old brain in a 21-year-old's body. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.